Man, I would love nothing more than to get on a mat with that dad. I've been doing jujitsu three and a half years. I'm a purple belt. I know what I'm doing. And his dad obviously can't say no to a cheeseburger. So, yeah, kind of mean. I get it. But he was yelling, finish him to my son. So, I, I don't care. I didn't have any mercy. He says, I would love nothing more than to teach this dad a lesson. everyone welcome to the rising father podcast i'm chris rodak this is the third time i'm gonna to try to record this episode this is about um my son's last jujitsu tournament and it was crazy i almost beat up a father <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't too close but i really wanted to and my son wanted me to also so the first time i tried to record this we were in the middle i was in the middle of recording it and our power went out it was a bad snowstorm some power line went down and all the power went out. The second time I tried to record it, a couple of weeks later, um, I recorded it. It was like 30-some minutes long, and I listened to the recording, and the wrong mic was on. So I double-checked today. The right mic is on. But I had my MacBook um, mic on instead of this. It was horrible sound quality. But we'll get it out for you today because this is such an important story, and there's such important lessons and I talked about it in our programs, Brotherhood Call. Um, I've talked about it on some pod, on some um, content I've made. Now recorded two podcasts that haven't come out about it. So I don't know if this is one's going to be longer or shorter, more to the point, less to the point, more impactful or less impactful. But I want to tell you these stories anyway. So my son is ten now. He just had his birthday, but about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, he signed up for a jujitsu tournament in Detroit. And we went. It was the biggest tournament he's ever done before. So like 700 people signed up. There were nine kids in his division for gi and no gi. And he was in the 8-9 division. And he's in the 85-pound category, 8-9 division. And there was a lot of kids signed up. Usually there's like, I don't know, four or five or so. Because there's so many different little categories. There's by age, then by belt, then by weight. So all the kids are divided up like 50 kids could sign up for one age but then they're divided up 10 different ways so he signs up and we get there and the competition is just fierce the kids are big the kids are strong the kids are dangerous they're really really good these are the biggest kids that we've ever seen and we thought like okay he's about to turn 10 he's in the 8-9 category by the end of this like this tournament he's just gonna clean up because he's going to be so much bigger and stronger than a kid he has one more month and then he's going to be 10 so he's probably going to be bigger than these other kids because whenever you're new and you come into a new um like age bracket a lot of times you're just talking to be as developed and he had to suffer through that you have to suffer through that every single time you join a new bracket and he just joined the 10 11 bracket so same thing he's at the bottom of the division the last tournament he did he cleaned up and i made a podcast about that when he made seven straight submissions got got two golds in gi and no gi so he was just on fire, feeling confident, feeling amazing. And this tournament, he came in with exact same expectations. So he comes in, and we're, I'll just kind of take you from the beginning. We're warming up. You have a warm-up mat, so there's a huge um, competition mat in the middle of the, of the gymnasium. Nice facility. Lots of people, hundreds of, probably over a thousand people that are just walking around and warming up and all that kind of stuff. 
He weighs in, makes weight. He's relieved. He wants to, we're there an hour early. He wants to go over and start warming up. So I say, okay. So me and him start warming up and we're going over moves, going over submissions, going over his, like his strategy. And then there are these couple kids that are warming up, but warming up like really close to us. Like it's a big warm up mat. And whenever you're warming up, you're not going full force rolling or fighting. You're just doing, you're just practicing drills. And the point is to get reps in and warm up your body and prepare yourself for the actual real fights. But these kids were like going at it. The brother and sister like fighting each other or some of the time getting in tears, screaming at each other on the warm up mat an hour before anything even started. And then their dad walks over and their dad is like obese, to put it honestly. Um, like I'm there warming up with Nathan. We're doing stuff. This guy comes up. He walks to the edge of the mat. And he just starts like yelling at his kids, like yelling at his daughter. You're never going to win doing that. Screaming at his son. And they're trying to please their dad. They're trying to warm up as he wants them to warm up, trying to do the moves. Like they're getting their feelings hurt and he's yelling at them. This is all just on a practice mat. And I'm on the ground, like laughing with Nathan when I'm going over moves with him, trying to keep him in good spirits because I want him to enjoy this experience because if he doesn't enjoy this experience it doesn't matter if he win or loses he's not going to want to come back and he's going to want to quit jujitsu like a, your typical kid who burns out and this guy just starts walking re- like really close to me obnoxiously close to me and i'm just so i look up at him because i could just feel his presence right next to me huge open practice mat lots of room to do whatever and he's standing at this point probably one feet one foot from me I can almost smell his feet. So I like uh, really obviously look up at him right at his face so he can see me looking at him, but he just refuses to look down at me. It's one of those awkward experiences in my life. This this large man with a big gut hanging over his pants just like standing over me as I'm on the ground rolling with my son. And then his kids, his son and daughter, are basically on our faces practicing. So I stand up like right next to this guy to make myself close to him so he could feel that he was too close to me. He doesn't move at all. Doesn't do anything. And he's like, as I'm next to him, he's yelling at his kids, full voice. You know, like you're in a restaurant and someone's talking way too loud for the environment. That's this guy just screaming at his kids, full voice, right in front of my fucking face. (laughs) So awkward and weird. And I'm like, kind of enjoying it because it's so weird and so funny to me i just say f it i get i go back on the ground and i start practicing with nathan again um and then his kids like roll over my foot as they're practicing so i tell the kids i say you guys need to move over i said there's ton of space go practice over there so the dad hears me he doesn't say anything to his kid but the dad moves over just staring at his kid refusing to look at me for some reason and just continues to yell at his kids, the son and the daughter. All right. So this is the preamble. That's the introduction. Um, whenever we go to the actual gi matches, so the, the tournament has begun, the girl, this kid's, um, or this dad's daughter, is very good. She's about six inches taller than the rest of the boys, and she's in Nathan's division. She's a... Uh, She's a gray belt. She's his height, or not his height. She's his weight. She's his age. So, so Nathan has to go up against her. And at this age, where kids are, like 
in general, girls a lot of times are bigger than boys. Eventually that reverses like in high school, like seventh, eighth grade, that kind of reverses. But at this age, fourth grade, eight, nine years old, the girls can be bigger than the boys. So that's why in jujitsu, um, they go up against each other because it's equally matched. But this girl was super long limbs, long arms, long legs, and strong. And she was just dominating. So the tournament begins. I'm watching this girl's up first. She just crushes the first kid. She does like what's called a, she grabs his head, snap down, snaps his head down. The kid doesn't know what to do and just dominates him. And it's Nathan's turn to go. And he goes up against a boy. And this boy is just so big, strong, and rough that he just shocked Nathan. Like Nathan was not prepared for it. He was not prepared for how rough this kid was going to be. And he ended up submitting Nathan very first match. And in the middle of the match, Nathan was crying because he was getting hurt. And you can tap in jujitsu to like you um, from pain because it hurts so bad. You want it to stop. So you tap, you can tap from loss of blood to your head. You can tap, tap from loss of oxygen you can't breathe any of these things, or you can tap just because you want to stop. They call it a, sometimes they call it a pressure tap whenever you're just giving someone so much pressure, they can't take it anymore. So Nathan tapped because this kid um, was causing him so much pain. And then also in the middle of the match, he just started, he was so shocked. He was like shock and embarrassment and disappointment with himself that I knew that's why he started to cry. He started to get upset in the middle of his first match because he just came from, like I said, seven straight submissions, double gold tournament to this new tournament with totally new competition and he's just getting rocked the first one so he leaves um, leaves that match loses and he's really upset he's crying he i have to take him individually out sarah and lauren are encouraging him trying to build him up but i take nathan just with me put my arm around him and just let him relax let him feel his emotions don't tell him to run away from it but say hey man it's okay you're upset it's fine you're allowed to be upset right now um just feel it just feel the emotion and I said, don't worry, we'll come next one. We're going to come back. We're going to learn from it. And we're going to do just as good. Next one, same thing. Same thing happens. He loses, gets submitted. I think he got, got submitted, but he, he cried again in the middle of the match. And it was like compounding. Like his emotions, his emotional state was starting to compound on itself where the he was really upset the first match. And then the second match, he was like, okay, maybe he had a little bit of hope for himself. He's like, maybe this is my chance to come back. And then this kid was just as hard. And like, once again, it was really rough with him, hurt him, was trying to, you know, choke him out in, a, in not a great way. And then Nathan started crying again. So two tor- so two matches in a row, Nathan is crying and gets beat. Third match, it's against um, the girl. Goes up against her. Um, does a better job, but still he, she's just too long limbed and stiff and he can't like get in close and do anything. He doesn't understand how to fight her and she just gets on top and she beats him by points. And this girl's dad, the one who's being obnoxious on the practice mat, they had this, he was there watching them fight and shit, same thing, shouting over his coach and shouting at his daughter. Cause in, in these jujitsu tournaments, the kids are on the mats And then the kids' coaches are sitting right next to the mats, coaching them. And the parents are allowed to stand behind a guardrail. A lot of times they don't listen to that. But you couldn't even hear this coach because this dad was screaming at his kids so much. And this mom was screaming at the top of her lungs every single thing the girl did. 
So they were, I mean, they weren't just screaming, yeah, good job. They were screaming, choke him, choke him. And towards the, toward to my son. And towards the end of this match, as the girl was about to win, the dad was in a huge booming voice yelling, finish him, finish him. Like um, whatever that video game is, Street Fighter or something, just screaming, finish him. As my son, who's just cried for two, you know, two matches straight and is about to be beat a third time in a row, is on the bottom. And this girl is trying to choke him out. This fully grown man with big, big old gut hanging over his pants is yelling, finish him to my son. So I look up at this guy as he's doing it. Once again, doesn't look at me, just staring straight at his daughter. She wins. And this, these people have a massive posse, like 30 people there to watch this girl's tournament. They're all screaming, shouting. You know, they, the, the ref raises the girl's hand. Nathan comes over to me and he's really upset. Like this is, this is not like losing in other things. Whenever you lose in a physical fight, it is a different feeling which is also why it builds amazing resilience and strength in a child if they can push through it. Like if you as a father can guide your son or daughter through these battles, then they can come out very strong on the other side. But they also have the potential to crumble. So at this point, Nathan comes off to me, he says, Dad, I want to leave. He goes, um, he said, I hate this. I want to go home. And he was, he still had another match. Um. So I said, that's all right, man. It's, I understand. I said, I get it. I said, you were going to lose some matches. I said, do you know, do you think you're going to win every single match or do you think you're going to lose some matches? And he goes, I, I'm going to lose some. I said, yeah, so you're losing some right now. And I said, so you're losing some right now. Does that mean you're always going to lose matches forever? And he goes, no, it doesn't mean I'm always going to lose matches. I said, yeah, so do you think you could win some more matches today? I like, yeah. I said, yeah, you could. Do you think you could win the next match? He goes, yeah. I said, yeah, you could win the next match. And I said, do you know what's amazing about what's happening right now? He goes, what? I said, you have the opportunity to make a massive comeback. I said, you've lost, you're down 0-3. I said, you come back on this fourth match. I said, you will blow everyone away. I said, you're going to shock them. So he comes back on the fourth match. And he wins. So this is still Guy. So he's, he finished Guy one and four. We leave. We go back to the hotel. And because our on our schedule, it said the, that this match was over. We had to a two-hour break. So we get back to the hotel. And just randomly, I check my phone. I check the schedule. And it pops up. It says, Nathan's starting in seven minutes. I said, what? The schedule just said he was done. So they added a fifth match to the gi, because I guess the way the medals worked out, since he won one out of the four, he somehow qualified for like a bronze match. So we're in the hotel. We're even thinking about going in the pool to relax for a little bit before his no-gi matches. And I show Sarah. I'm like, he has a match in seven minutes. So we run to the car, and we speed, man. Speed my truck, my Dodge Ram. We speed to this tournament. Get there three minutes late. So it took us 10 minutes from reading the message in the hotel to get onto the onto the mats. He's made makes it in time for the mats. He's up against the girl for the bronze medal match. And he does much better this time. But he says to me, um, before as the match is going, because we had a, a really great talk and he just won the match before. 
And I said, Nathan, I'm not going to say anything to you. I'm not even going to coach you. I said, I'm not even going to coach you. I just want you to do your best. I trust you. I know you're going to do a really good job. He said, okay. So he goes out there, does his best, loses by two points. So like if you if you mount someone, you get four points if, and so forth. So he loses by two points, almost wins. So he loses that. So in key, he was one in four total. Then we have about 30-minute break, and then the no-gi matches start. And through this whole time, I'm still talking to him. I'm like, and I'm trying to build him up. I'm trying to change his perspective so he doesn't see his failure as a failure. And so he doesn't see those losses as something that defines him. So I'm talking to him by himself, and he wanted a prime because kids love prime. So I gave him a prime. And he's drinking his prime. We're sitting there. And he asked me if he wanted some food. He said he was too nervous to eat food. So I was like, Nathan, um, what do you think is going to happen this next, these next four matches? And he goes, I could come back. And I said, yeah, you could come back. All that could happen. And I said, what are you going to, what are we going to adjust this next time? So we started looking at the people that he fought against and beat him the first match. And we started adjusting our strategy. So I said, these first four, these first five matches, you were playing their game. Like you were, you were far away from them. You were loose. You weren't doing a lot of the techniques that we practiced. So I said, what we're going to do this time is you're going to do exactly what we went over in the things you are great at. And that is pressure. That is being tight. That's holding positions. And that's doing the submissions we practiced. It's not trying to do what someone else is doing or trying to be fast and fancy. It's doing the basics really, really good, having a ton of pressure and making them feel it. He's like, okay. So we watched the first match because he wasn't in it. And he was going up against one of those kids. So we said, okay, we can see what this kid's doing. So we're going to adjust and do this. Um, I said, you ready to go, man? He's like, yeah. Goes on. He wins. Wins the first no-gi match. And you could just see this weight come off his shoulders. Like his his eyes, his face just kind of melted away a little bit. He had all this anxiety and stress holding over him. But he finally had a little glimpse of like, yeah, I can do it. So he's 1-0 for no-gi. He comes off. He gives me a big hug, puts his head in my chest. And he he feels relieved. Relieved that he did it. So I said, great job, man. So it's not over. Do you think you could do it again? It's like, yeah, so great. Let's try to do it again. So we're looking at that. We watch the next match going up against one of those kids. We look at the what they're doing. We same thing. We adjust. And the second match, he's going up against a kid from Canada who came down to Detroit. And this kid was all tatted up. He had like fake tattoos all the way up and down his arms and his legs to try to you know, look like Conor McGregor or something. So he looked in, for a child. He looked intimidating. Like if I was in fourth grade going to fight someone in the arena and there's a kid um, across from me, all covered in tattoos, I would have been a little scared and intimidated also. So Nathan, Nathan's going up against this kid in the first match if it, with Guy with this kid, this boy submitted Nathan just with dirty pain submissions, like no technique. He just put his forearm in Nathan's face and just pushed and Nathan did not defend it well. He, it was just so, so intense for him that he tapped. Like Nathan was doing techniques. He was, def he was defending other moves. He was trying to submit him. But this kid just stacked on top of him, pushed his forearm in his nose, and just pushed so hard that Nathan tapped. And I, I didn't think that was going to be allowed. And I thought the judge, the referee was going to stop it, but he didn't. So 
that's how Nathan got submitted. So we this was the second match, and I told Nathan as he was rolling and before I said, this kid doesn't know technique. I said, he's just going to try to hurt you. So the only way you lose this is if you let him just hurt you. So he's going to go for your face. He's going to try to push his arm in your face, and that's it. He, he doesn't know any technique. So all you have to do is put your hands in front of your neck and your face, keep his arms away from your face, and do what you do best. So he did it, and he wins. This kid was shocked. Couldn't believe it because he beat Nathan pretty quickly the first time. But Nathan found out the one thing that this kid was doing and defended against it and used technique and ended up dominating this kid. Like just after he figured out the one thing that this kid was doing to him, just completely dominated him. So now he's 2-0. and And the judge raises his hand. Nathan looks at me and he's just like, yes, he's got that start the fire starting to build in him a little bit. He's pumping his fists, come over to me, slaps my hand, and he's on fire right now. He is feeling it. And I tell him, I said, Nathan, let's talk about this right now. I did not want this moment to leave. I didn't want this moment to go away because there's such huge lessons that happen in here. I said, what, what just happened, man? I said, you, you lost. You didn't even medal in the first um, in, in Gi. And now you're 2-0 and in Nogi against the exact same kids, the same two kids who beat you just a couple hours ago. You just beat both of them. I said, you, do you know what this means? He goes, what? So this means that failure does not matter. It means that anytime you make a mistake, you can always pivot and come back. Anytime you fail, you can always rebound. You can always come back. So that's what this means right now. So let it sink in. And he was like, yeah. So he said, Dad, do you think I had the secret, the secret strength that we watched last night? Do you think that came? I said, yeah, I do. So let me tell you what that means. The night before, at, we stayed at a hotel for the night so the kids could have a good time. Um, about 11.30 or so, Nathan was still up, just kind of hanging out in his bed, probably a little nervous, and I was up. So I grabbed Nathan. I took him down to the hotel lobby just for a little father-son time. And I said, he he loves the NBA. He loves Steph Curry and loves Jordan shoes, all that kind of stuff. So I said, let's go down. I'm going to bring my laptop in the hotel lobby and let's just watch some NBA highlight videos. Some like and one highlight videos. Because I remember as a kid, if, if my dad ever did anything like that to me, it meant a lot. It was really special to me, like him grabbing me for some one-on-one -on -one individual time, especially, you know, out later than when you're supposed to be asleep, down to the hotel lobby. It's just like a crazy new environment. It's a magical experience. So this is that doing that for my son costs me nothing. So why not do it right now? So I grabbed him, brought him down to the lobby and we we're just watching NBA highlights. And I just, for some reason realized hey, I've never talked to my son about like adrenaline, about people lifting cars off of people. You know, it would be just, I bet he would love that. So we went on YouTube and pulled up a, a cheesy kind of kids animated video, uh, documentary style thing about what adrenaline is about five minutes long. And they talked about how you can get some people can tap into their secret reserve of strength. And they showed videos of moms lifting cars off their kids, police officers lifting cars off people, just amazing acts of strength. And he was blown away. He's like, I did not know that that kind of thing actually happened. It's like, yeah, man, it actually happened. And then we watched some more, you know, dunking highlights and that kind of thing. So after the, the second match he won, he said to me, Dad, do you think that was my secret strength? I said, yeah. And the reason I showed him that was because I wanted for that situation to happen the next day. I wanted him to understand that he has potential in him to to dominate and to have secret strength that he can use. He can tap into himself to do what he wants to do.
Third match wins. Wins the third match. He's three and zero, and he is just on on fire, just feeling amazing. So then, since he won three straight, he's now in the gold medal match. Okay, it's, it, it's because of the way the tournament and the math works out. They had a fourth match, and that was for the bronze medal. And then the fifth match was going to be the gold medal match. And Nathan got reserved for that one because he won three straight. So it's him versus the girl, the dad, and the dad who is yelling, finish him to my son. So he's there. It's, it's the girl versus my son. So the girl's there. My son's there. The girl's whole posse is there. There's like 30 people watching. They're loud, obnoxious. They think it's a guaranteed slam dunk that they're going to win. This is no gi. And... I tell Nathan, half-jokingly, and I kind of feel bad about this, um, I, I said, I said Nathan, and I said this to him after he lost against uh, the girl the first time and the dad was screaming at him. I said, man, I would love nothing more than to get on a mat with that dad. I've been doing jujitsu three and a half years. I'm a purple belt. I know what I'm doing. And his dad obviously can't say no to a cheeseburger. So... Yeah, kind of mean. I get it. But he was yelling, finish him to my son. So I, didn't, I don't care. I didn't have any mercy. He says, I would love nothing more than to teach this dad a lesson. Um, and I, Nathan, I wanted to make, make Nathan laugh. So he started smiling and laughing about that. And I told Nathan, I said, hey, man, if you if you beat this girl, I'll, you can buy a shirt at the merch table. You can buy anything you want. And he's like, deal. And you know, good or bad, up for debate, but that's what I did. So gold medal against this this girl, and I we watched her on the previous matches, and we came up with a game plan again. She loved to do a snap down. She just grabbed someone's head, pulled her head down. She had super long limbs. She kept everyone at a distance. No one could get close. I said, Nathan, here's what you're going to do. Same thing that you've done to win your other matches and your best game, and that is you're going to get in super close. You can get past her arms, and we're going to do – just your basic jujitsu trip that we've practiced a thousand times. And then after you get her to the ground, you're going to slide your knee over stomach, get on top and stay super tight and mount and hold that position. And any transitions we make, we're going to be extremely heavy, extremely tight. And we're not going to, we're just not going to let her move. We're going to be like a Python. So that is your game. That's what you're good at. And you're going to do that. Do not play her game. So he's like, okay. So he does that. He gets in close, doesn't do the whole snap down, head, head away thing, does the trip, gets her to the ground. And their their side, their posse, their family still screaming, still yelling, still shouting and being obnoxious because they think, you know, she's invincible. Like this, she's going to win. Like there's no way this guy's daughter can't win. And Nathan's just on top, not letting her move. And half the match goes by. He's up by points, like eight nothing or something. And then she tries to do something. Nathan gets off. He adjusts. He keeps his weight on top of her. He doesn't let her do anything. Then he goes back on top to mount, gets more points, keeps it super tight. She cannot move. She Now she's like putting her feet in his face, trying. she's like putting her toes in his mouth and his face, trying to get him off of her that way. I'm like, Nathan, you have 45 seconds left. Just take it. It's going to hurt a little bit, but it's okay. You just hold there and you're going to win this match. She's like kind of like scratching at him to get him off referee stopped her from doing that but then she was like still being dirty to try to get him off her i was like nathan man you got it 15 more seconds left and their side got quieter and quieter and quieter until there's 10 seconds left and they were just silent and i wanted i wanted so badly guys to yell finish her to my son i know that's not something i should be proud about 
but I did. I wanted to just look at the dad and yell, finish her. But then I'd be like him. And then also show my son a horrible model of being a father, which I did not want to do. So he wins. This is a gold medal match. And they're done. And the girl, before they even get up, for some reason, the girl looks at Nathan and says, you stand over there. And Nathan looks at me and I just go, it's all right, man. Just, you know what to do. And the ref's like, no, you're over there to the girl. So even after they were, they were, they were over, she still wanted to, to be on top. And that's like an emotional issue that came from the dad. I guarantee it. He lifts up my son's arm. He wins gold. And she goes off. I look over at the dad. He's quiet. And he's crying. This dad is crying. Because his daughter didn't win gold. And now, of course, the daughter's crying. Because she, you know, in her mind, she made her dad cry. Because she, it wasn't enough. Because she didn't achieve. So now she didn't, her dad didn't show her love. And then... Their whole family is just saying, like, what happened? My wife was standing next to the mom, and she goes, she told me later, she said the mom was saying, I had no idea how that could possibly happen. And then I take Nathan off. We're celebrating. Um, you know, I'm telling him amazing job. Everyone's cheering for him. And he just won gold. He went from not even meddling in no gi to coming back against the exact same people, pivoting, learning, adjusting, digging deep, and winning gold medal. He did not, like we adjusted strategy, but he didn't have a breakthrough of two years of experience injected into him in between the couple hours between gi and no gi. The entire change was within him. It was who he became. It was his mindset. It was his perspective. It was his inner belief in himself. Also knowing that it didn't matter what he did, his father was still going to love him. Like I, I made that very clear. You can win, lose. It doesn't matter. Like all, The only thing that matters is that you're super down right now and you want to keep on going. That's the only thing that matters is you are in a down state. You're, you feel like a failure right now. You feel really depressed and sad. What do you do now? This, that's the only thing that matters. It's not what medal you get. It's not the result. It's who do you choose to be whenever you're at your worst right now. And he said, I'm going to choose to rise, man. Like he chose to keep on pushing and to still give it his best. And he came back and found it within himself to win a gold. Just blew me away. So proud of him. And all these kind of lessons and things happen through jujitsu. But we talk about the exact same things with fully grown men, with fathers, husbands in my group, and just in general. Like, Failure does not define us. It's how you react to it that does. What do you do when the chips are down? What do you do when you think you're at your worst? When you think everything's stacked against you? Who are you then? Not when the sun is shining. Not when everything's going your way. Not whenever you're riding a high and stacking wins, as they say. What about when you're stacking losses? Who are you then? Are you a different person? Do you have to be winning to be the best version of you? Or can you be losing and still be the best version of you? Are we defined by our outcomes or are we defined by something more powerful? And to me, my son proved to me his belief in himself and his principles on that day. So for the rest of the time we were there, which was like another hour, 
um, the girl and her family was just like sitting sad and depressed in the stands and the girl was in tears walking back and forth. There's the whole family just emotional wreck now. And we go to get Nathan's medal and the, the, um, the Canadian kid was late for one of his matches because he still had another match for something else. And they were calling his name and he didn't, um, he wasn't there. So I saw him and his dad walk and I, I go to the dad. I said, Hey, he's up for a match. And dad goes, yeah, he broke his collarbone. Like this yells at me. And I was in a good mood. I was kind of taken aback. I was like, Oh shit. I said, sorry, man. I guess in one of his matches, this kid who, you know, wasn't using technique and kind of flying his limbs around got hurt, which is what happens when you don't use technique and broke his collarbone. And I was like, well, he did an awesome job anyway. I was like, hey, man, really good match. I said that to the kid. And then the dad looks at me and he goes, what'd you say? Like really offended. So I said, he did a really good job. And he goes, he didn't get a medal. I was like, okay, he still did a good job. And then they just like stormed off. The kid's head was down. The dad was walking after him, taking him to the hospital. Can you imagine being that kid? You get your collarbone, collarbone broken and your dad thinks you're a failure because you didn't get a medal. We got to do better than that. We got to not do that. Um, so, man, so many lessons from this jujitsu tournament. But I was so proud of my son. Like it's it's he's ten years old now, and that's sad. It's sad that he's already ten. And you're either listening to me say that and like, wow, that's so much time you have left, or you're thinking, oh my god, his his kid's already ten. Because I remember when he was two years old looking at other fathers who had 10 year old boys and being like, Oh man, I'd be so sad. My son's 10. Like I'm treasuring this moment, but also your son could be 18 going to leave for college this year. And you could be hearing this thinking I'd give anything for my son to be 10 again and have that time back either way. Um, so there we go. I'm at 35 minutes. I was able to retell it. I hope I didn't leave out any details. I think I covered it pretty good. I also wanted to just have this record of this memory for myself because it was such a great, um, great experience. And he ended up getting a gold medal from it. It was really cool, like octopus-shaped gold medal. It's hanging on a wall right now. He loved it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you got something from it. Please subscribe. Please share this. Please save it. Please comment. I love I love reading the YouTube comments when, they, when those pop up. Um, if you want to learn more about our men's program, Men of Fire, I mean, just send me a DM or application. I think the application's on the link on this video as well, but you can also uh, send me a DM or email me. Um, but it's exploding, man. Like this past week, this past month in January, biggest month ever. We've like doubled in size in one month. It's crazy. So it's amazing, amazing group of guys. If you're someone who needs some motivation, inspiration, and just going to the gym by yourself or a one-on-one -on -one trainer or any of that kind of stuff hasn't worked for you and you want to be surrounded by a high-level group of men just absolutely pushing themselves to the limit, then we can have a chat. Talk to you guys soon.